Okay, I'm going to talk about two things that have to do with chaos. They are separate, but I'm going to try to tie it back. So, accepting chaos. I want to talk about a little bit about what that means, why I have to do that, why I'm not good at it, why I want to get better. And then also this quote that I originally heard in a Jedi Mind Tricks song. I believe it was Ill Bill on that verse. It was, without order, nothing exists. Without chaos, nothing evolves. Uh, which I think the origins of that are actually Oscar Wilde, who wrote The Picture of Dorian Gray. So, um, there you go. Chaos. Accepting chaos. Basically, I have a lot of anxiety about just life and living, <laughs> and uh, I try to control that. I try to control as much as I can so that I'm not as stressed, because surprises stress me out. If I, like... Hmm... It's not, it's not such a blanket statement that every type of surprise stresses me out. I like to know as much as I can. I like to know what's going on. I like to schedule my time. I like to budget my time, know what's happening tomorrow and the next day, and what's happening over here, etc. I like to plan things. Uh, I, I like to be ready and prepared for different scenarios that may not even happen. For instance, in my trunk, and this part of this is just preparedness for being really cold winters in Saskatchewan and doing a lot of highway driving. I have a sleeping bag, a little first aid kit, um, some things that might help if I get stranded in the cold and need to survive. Um, it's not to the nth degree. I don't, like, I'm not, like, a doomsday prepper, for instance. Like, I don't have, like, food storage and all this stuff. Um, but there are some things, like, I want to be prepared. Like, I have a little rain jacket uh, in my trunk or, or, like, a hoodie or something that depending if the weather changes like that, I don't, I don't like umbrellas, so I don't carry umbrellas. But like, things like that I think are pretty reasonable. The, the problem is if you get too much onto the order side, we have order and chaos on the spectrum. I think I'm over here. If you get too much over here, you're probably never going to leave the house. You become way more neurotic than I am. Worry about stuff, stress about stuff, make yourself more anxious by trying to prepare for everything that you, you can't prepare for everything. So, and then you just, and this becomes, um, too much that you can't, you just can't prepare for every scenario. I'm not, I, I, my, I wouldn't, I would have to have a bus, a school bus full of stuff if I was worried about everything that could possibly happen to me while I was on the road or traveling, right? So you got to think about a couple things and you bring that and then whatever and that's it. On that spectrum, like I said, maybe I'm over here. I want to be over here. Here, no good. This half of chaos, no good. This half of chaos, or this half of order, uh, might be too much, and I'm on that little too much spectrum, I think, because I'm not accepting enough chaos. Why do you need to accept chaos? Because it's life. It's going to happen. I accept chaos better when there's no human error. I've talked about this in a previous conversation um, about I'm fallible, humans are fallible, everyone makes mistakes. But if it's an act of weather that changes my day or makes me have to rearrange and problem-solve what I'm going to do, that's way more tolerable because that's nobody's fault. But if I can trace the roots back to this is somebody's fault, someone did this thing, they weren't paying attention, they didn't know, the, whatever, they, their priorities were different. Uh, again, those things happen. I make mistakes as well, not perfect, and I don't expect anyone else to be perfect. But there's a certain amount, think of if you were at a job. There's a certain amount of mistakes you can make before you get fired because your mistakes might be very detrimental to the company, or they might be very detrimental to your clients or the people that are you're, you're, you're taking care of. 
that they're not safe. You can't you you can't be in that environment. This is not that job's not suited for you. Um, and that's that's the thing. We evaluate and we judge, not in a bad way. These things are just automatic within some people like myself of making these evaluations and saying, I mean, think about a partner. Yes, humans make mistakes. Any any partner that you would have would make a mistake. There's a certain amount of things that just aren't compatible with you because you view them as things you don't like or are detrimental to your mental and emotional or maybe physical health. So you, you recognize that partner is not for you and you shouldn't be with them or continue dating or whatever it is. Um, and there's a certain amount of error in either um, frequency or extremity that is too much and can very easily agitate or frustrate me because someone is making a mistake that is very negatively impactful to me or seems very negatively impactful to me. Anyway, chaos is a fact of life. It's going to happen. You can't control everything and you need to accept that. I accept that in theory, but in practice, it's a little more difficult. I'll give you one example that I'm really trying to work on, but it's very difficult for me and it is driving. I would say I have road rage. My rage is kept here and it is contained within my vehicle. I don't follow people. I rarely ever even honk unless it's because there's a dangerous situation and, and they're going to hit somebody in, or whatever. Um, I don't flip people off. I might have a few choice words in the car. Um, if little humans are present, I try to keep those in here and not out here. But uh, yeah, generally it, it's, it's all in here and sometimes... Um, it's, it's this, it's like, what are you doing? It's not the one-fingered wave that some people give. Uh, sometimes it's a thumbs up, sarcastically. Anyway, the point is, there's a lot of rules on the road. There's a lot of expectations on the road in order to ensure the safety of everybody. So, things like signaling, when people don't signal, I'm like, that's the easiest thing you can do in your car. You flick the little, that's it. Like, starting your car is, is harder than signaling. So, um, that's communication. And I value communication, and sometimes it is very, very important so that other drivers know what you're doing, and there's no accidents and, and fatalities, etc. Um, another example is slower traffic keep right. In case I clapped over that, let me do it again. Slower traffic keep right. If you want to go below the speed limit, get into the right lane. If you're going the speed limit and that's it, you should probably be in the right lane. Some people um, go a little faster than the speed limit. And I'm not talking about excessively to the point where they are a danger, but if someone wants to go five kilometers over the speed limit, even the police generally allow that. There's a certain amount of um, flexibility there, and that's, that, that, that is kind of reserved for the left lane. Keeps the flow of traffic going. Um, if you are impeding the flow of traffic, that's not good. It's not safe either, and it just disrupts things for everybody. I find that on a daily basis, when I leave my house in my car, I get frustrated and upset. I do not make these rules, but I have been educated on these rules, and that's why I hold a valid driver's license. Um, I have not disobeyed the rules to the point where I have gotten my license taken away. I, I understand the rules and generally adhere to them because I recognize them as being for the good of the whole. And um, a lot of people have gone through the exact same education I have in driver training, but refuse to follow these rules. Now, 
my awareness tells me everyone's gone through the same education. Someone gave this person a license, for the most part, unless that person's driving without a license, which I'm sure happens more than you realize. And um, therefore, they know the rules and they should be adhering to them. That's not how it works. The problem is, I'm very aware people break the law constantly, all the time. But it rarely impacts me because I'm not getting robbed and assaulted and everything else every day. But what happens is that I'm negatively impacted by other drivers every single day. Every day. And they're not my, they are my expectations. They're not my rules. But I expect people to follow those rules too much. And for two decades worth of driving, I have not changed my rigidity in my expectations. I have not accepted chaos. Chaos happens on the road constantly. I am not go with the flow, easy going, whatever. I expect people to adhere to these rules because it would be better for everyone, objectively better and more positive. 100%. No, I don't know who's going to argue that. Um, unless you're the person who needs to be going 200 kilometers an hour because you want to get someplace or whatever, or maybe there's an emergency and then you're like, oh, if everyone just got out of my way, yeah, but, but that's the same thing. If everyone who is, if you see that someone is going faster than you and you're in the left lane, move to the right. Slower traffic, keep right. That means slower than you are going. If you notice someone is coming up, move to the right. It doesn't matter if they're speeding or not. You don't even know why they're speeding. Either way, it's safer for everyone if you just move over and let them go. If you just realize, I'm not going fast enough to be in the left lane, people are coming up behind me, move to the right. Anyway, I don't want to go on this too long, but, but it's a great example of how I have not accepted this. I have a refusal to accept that people behave this way, and that is stupid on my part, because I know on a daily basis, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of days that I have had in two decades worth of driving, I know that people don't adhere to the rules and it negatively impacts my experience on a daily basis because I've let it. I have not accepted chaos to the degree that I'm just like, okay, hey, whatever, that's okay, that's fine. Part of it is because it is unsafe behavior, but I'm still engaging in the activity adjacent to unsafe behavior. So I need to be able to accept the majority of that behavior. Every once in a while when there's something really extreme, then maybe there'd be a reason to get upset. But right now, I'm getting upset over every little thing because all those little things have potential to be bigger things even though they're not big in that moment. So this is a scenario where I need to be able to accept that chaos. I understand, again, in theory, the chaos of life. Things are going to happen. I can't control everything. I know that. I want to control things because it alleviates my anxiety and stress and so that I can mentally be more healthy However, it is also just mentally healthy to accept chaos. There's a balance, right? People who accept chaos too much on this degree cause accidents, cause problems, fatalities, death, injury, and a lot of stress and anxiety for other people who might be more balanced or more over here. Um, carelessness and no responsibility is on this side of the spectrum of order and chaos. People that are creating large amounts of chaos because they don't care enough or aren't cognitively able enough to be responsible for their actions and the safety of all those around them. Or I'm talking about everything now, not just driving. I mean, anything you can think of. That's obviously not good. Caring about controlling everything way too much when you know you can't is not good for yourself. 
or for others because you might end up trying to control other people too much and that's not good, right? Um, you can control a lot sometimes of like the friends that I choose, the partner that I choose. I can't control their actions, but I can control who I give my time to and some people are more in line with my values than other people and they're more compatible. So making those choices is important, making those good choices. Sometimes you can't really control the people you're around because you're in the theater and you decided to take a gamble on going to the theater with all the other animals that are there that you have no idea what the experience is going to be like. Or you get a job because you love the work, but then the people that come along with that maybe aren't really compatible with you and you have to deal with them on a daily basis. Maybe it's not great. Anyway, that's kind of where I'm at with order and chaos and having to accept chaos. I need to get better at that. Just accepting that's how it is. Too much of that, though, is a problem. I'm not near having that problem. I don't think I ever will be. But there's plenty of people in life that are way more of like, yo, it's how it is, whatever. I'm like, no, 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 no. You can be responsible for your actions. That's not how it has to be, actually. That is how it be, but it only be that way because you want it to be that way. Because you don't want to prepare. You don't want to do this, the, the research. You don't want to schedule things or plan at all. That's why it's that way. That's why you're flying by the seat of your pants all the time and why other people are missing out on these other things that they should have. Um, so that is not the goal for me. The goal is to have more of a balance because I'm too much over here on this spectrum. To get to the other thing, without order, nothing exists. Without chaos, nothing evolves. What I would say is that chaos provides opportunity. What I really like about art, and I've discussed this before, is art that pushes boundaries. Concepts that push the boundaries of what, what art even is and what it can be defined as. Those things really excite me. But that creates chaos because someone doesn't even know what to do with it. What do you do when in the 60s art has been painting bodies and bowls of fruit and someone comes in with a urinal titled Fountain and they put it in the gallery? That creates chaos. That is disruptive. Disruptive art is true art to me. High level, capital A, conceptually respectable art. That was a very disruptive act by Marcel Duchamp. And, and it was worthwhile. Um, it changed what art could be, what it was seen as, and made things better for art, I think. Recently... The uh, gentleman that I forget the name of who had the duct tape banana at, I think it was Art Basel, this artistic festival. Um, what do you do with that piece? Is it a performance piece? It's going to rot. What happens? How do you buy that? That's disruptive. Uh, Banksy, a couple of years ago, had a painting, uh, like a, well, it was a framed print, I guess, that was uh, set to self-destruct. There was a shredder in the frame. And... When the piece sold at auction, and I don't remember if it was Sotheby's or if it was... Oh, I can't remember the name of the other big, huge auction house, and I should know this. Anyway, at one of the two major fine art auction houses, it sold, and then boom, it started going down, and it was getting shredded. That was disruptive. And a lot of questions came up. Is this better art? Is this worse? Someone paid for something, and they got something completely different? Uh, did the value go up or did it go down? What is this? What happens now? What do we do? Chaos. That provided an opportunity for discussion and how art could evolve. 
and for um, new concepts to be introduced, new ideas, valuable ideas, things that we should be questioning in the first place for the value of art. Those are great examples of how in art, um, chaos can create opportunities to view things differently and for us to evolve as, as our, our thoughts and our ideas, our hearts and minds, and as people. There's an appropriate time. That is a balance. There needs to be order. There needs to be chaos. People need to create a mold. And people need to break it. There's a proper way to do that where it's not detrimental to other people. Right? We're not talking about, well, someone made the rule that I can't commit hate crimes. I'm going to go break that mold and commit all the hate crimes I can because we need disruption. And we No, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, you need to add qualifiers and caveats onto everything because people generally are dumb. So, um, if what you're doing is not causing other people physical harm, you might be challenging them emotionally or mentally a little bit. Zone of proximal development. You can't grow unless you have a little bit of discomfort. That's expected. That's needed. It's not done enough in our society, in our culture, on our planet. Um, chaos needs to be there to a degree. You need chaos in your life in order to grow. I recognize that in theory and practice, but there's a certain amount of the practice part that I'm still so latched onto just being adverse to, and it is detrimental to me. This is why I need to accept chaos more. And, yeah, help me. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, yeah, that, that's where I'm at, and that's where I'm going to leave it. I'm aware of that, and I need to work on that. And I'm sure that somewhere in this process of externally processing and vlogging about it and the podcast and whatever, I will update you on my process with being adverse to change and chaos and how that's going. Uh, except chaos to a degree. <laughs>